This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Knock that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pet. P-E-P Pet. Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Clark Kent and his friends at the Daily Planet are dumbfounded, for the important Higgins letters placed so carefully in their files have suddenly and mysteriously vanished. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, talk about getting around. You can't beat Kellogg's Pep. Why, just Pep with milk and sugar starts off thousands of breakfasts every morning. And this week's pep dish of the week is catching on, too. It's date bait, a mighty smooth combination. How about trying it tomorrow morning? All you do is to put a layer of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, in the bottom of your bowl. Scatter the top with a few pieces of dates, you know, cut into fairly small pieces. Then another layer of pep, more dates, and on up until you're ready to add milk and pitch in. How those tender flakes of Kellogg's Pep do liven up this breakfast dish. That keen sunshine flavor sure does rise and shine. Makes you want to concentrate on all that good eating until you've finished off every bit. And you know, that's the way it should be. Because it's not a good idea to waste cereal. Particularly nowadays when we're sending the cereal grains to fellows and girls around the world. So, gang, when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers, make sure there's no waste at your house. If you pour your own Pep, pour it carefully. And polish off every bit you pour out. Pass the word along to the rest of your family, too. Always make sure to eat all your pep. Don't waste it. Now, the adventures of Superman. In possession of letters proving that Martin Higgins, candidate for mayor of Metropolis, is associated with gangsters and racketeers, Clark Kent wrote the opening blast in the Daily Planet's campaign against the evil influences represented by Higgins. But the paper was not long on the street before the editor, publisher, and two star reporters of the planet were made co-defendants in a lawsuit for $1 million brought against them by Higgins, who accused them of false and malicious slander. Secure in the belief that the letters in their possession would bear out their accusations and invalidate Higgins' suit, Perry White, Clark Kent, and Lois Lane were contemptuous of what they called an empty bluff. Just to satisfy themselves, they went to the clippings morgue, where Jim Olson had hidden them to have a look at the Higgins' letters. And to their consternation and dismay, found them missing. 
As we continue today, we find Kent, Lois, and Jim in the editor's office after a thorough search of the premises had revealed no trace of the vital correspondence. White, his face drawn and haggard, is beside himself with anxiety. Listen. Oh, I'm afraid we're late. Finished. Done. Now, look, Chief. Oh, let's face it, Kent. Without those letters to back up what we said about Higgins in today's paper, we lose our fight against his election. And he's a cinch to win his slander suit against us. Paying out a million dollars will just about ruin the planet. And me, too. Oh, gee whiz. Do you think a burglar hired by Higgins could have slipped in here and stolen the letters? Oh, gosh, Miss Lane. How could anyone burgle a newspaper office in bright daylight? Jim's right. This was obviously an inside job done by a planet employee who slipped into the chief's office when he was out, took the key, stole the letters, and then put the key back in the desk drawer again so we wouldn't discover they were missing until we went to look for them. A uh, very neat theory, Hawkshaw, but as full of holes as a sieve. For instance? Well, to begin with, I've hardly been out of my office all day. Even had my lunch brought in. Uh-uh, correction, please. You were out over half an hour this morning when you went downstairs for breakfast. And you went to the art department with me to check on the How to Fight Juvenile Delinquency page. You remember, Yes, please? yes, I remember. But if anyone had gone into my office when I was out, Miss Backrack would have seen him. And she says... She says she didn't notice anyone go in. But then she never pays any attention to the copy boys when they run in and out of your office. That's true. Or any familiar staff members, for that matter. Okay, okay. Granted, that is true. There's still one big hole in your theory, Kent. Like what? Well, only a few of us knew where I told Jim to hide the letters. Do you think Lois or Jim or I took them out of the file cabinet? Certainly not. All right, then. Since we don't suspect ourselves, your whole theory is cocked. Not a bit. I still insist it was an inside job, and there's only one other person who was definitely on the spot whom we haven't yet discussed. Well, who's that? The new office girl, Mary Hennig. Now, see here, Clark. Hey, you that's to... right. She was standing with us, Chief. Uh-huh. Now that you mention it, I do remember being surprised to find that she was sticking around. Clark Kent, how could you be so despicable as to accuse a sweet, innocent girl like Mary of being a thief? Now, wait a minute, Lois. Wait a minute. I haven't accused her yet. I simply included her as a suspect. Well, how could you even do that? Because two very strange things have happened in this office within the past 24 hours. First, Al Vincent has tipped off that his place is to be raided. Then, by a strange coincidence, some letters which affect Vincent's partner in crime mysteriously disappear. Hey, that does seem strange. Especially since that Henny girl was here with us when we discussed both those deals. Well, but so what, Chief? Clark himself admitted that it was a coincidence, and I don't think it's fair to suspect her any more than any one of us. Now, just a minute, Lois. This thing is too serious to overlook any possibilities. I think Henderson or one of his detectives should investigate Mary. Yeah, so do I. Oh, no, no, Jim. Don't you see what that would do to the poor kid? Relax, Lois. If she's innocent, nothing will happen to her. I'd like to have a talk with her. She's still here, Jim? Uh Uh-uh. She went home at 6 o'clock. Look, Kent, maybe Lois is right. Maybe the kid's okay. All right, if she is, I'll apologize and there'll be no harm done. But first, I'm going to have a talk with Mary Hennig at her home. I'll see you all later. Clark Kent leaves, determined to investigate and talk with Mary Hennig in her home. The young girl tough is with Al Vincent, the crooked pawnbroker who employs juvenile delinquents to make money for him. In response to an urgent summons from Martin Higgins, his business partner and political front, Vincent has brought Mary, also known as Chickie, to Higgins' home, an old but sumptuous brownstone house on the fringe of the tenement district. Uh, so you are Mary Hennig, huh? Yeah, that's right. We call her Chickie, Marty. Chickie, you're talking to the next mayor Not of... so fast, Al. Not so fast. We're in trouble again. Well, what do you mean? I thought everything was Jake when Chickie here lifted them letters out of the planet. That's just it. She didn't get all the letters. What? Are you kidding? I wish I were. Look, what kind of a deal are you trying to pull? Now, wait, Chickie. That's no way to talk to the next mayor. I don't care who he is. Nobody's going to tell me I didn't get all them letters because I know I did. And I tell you, you didn't. There's one missing. The one from Mush Brown, the slot machine king. 
Thanking me for all I've done for him and mentioning a $25,000 contribution to my campaign fund. Hey, that's bad. Yeah, it's worse than you think. If that letter is still in the Daily Planet's possession, my million-dollar lawsuit is all washed up. Because I can't prove slander. And how? Yeah, and what's more, my chances for election are... Well, they're sunk. Hey, how do you know you didn't lose that letter? You got a lot of nerve saying that? Well, all I know you is that I... You stupid little punk. I ought to knock your teeth out for messing up this job. Hold it, Al. Hold it. Maybe Chickie's telling the truth when she says she got all the letters. Yeah, maybe you're holding one of them out on me. What? Hey, now, wait a minute. Make an awfully good instrument for blackmail. You know that the planet could save its hide if it had that one letter. And you also know that they'd pay plenty for it. You could be figuring to double-cross me and sell it to them. Why, you're kidding, Marty. Why, you must be kidding. Why, we're partners. We're pals. You know I wouldn't do nothing like that to you. I think you would if you thought you could get away with it. But I also think you're too smart to try it, because you know if I really thought you did it, I'd... I'll cut it out, Marty. I turned over all the letters Chickie brought me. She must have forgot this one from Marshall. Lost it. Don't you go passing the buck to me, you Oh, wait a minute. Chickie. What did you do when you took the letters from Mr. White's safe? I made out like I was going to lunch and met Al around the corner. I gave them to him. All of them. All right. How did you get the letters out of Mr. White's office and out of the building? I took some newspaper proofs into Mr. White's office. Like I was sent in with him. Hmm. I was watching and seen he went to the art department with Miss Lane just before. So I got the key to the file out of his desk, lifted the papers and and put them in between the proofs. And I put the key back and went to Miss Lane's office. After that, You could have dropped one of the letters when you were leaving Mr. White's office, I didn't, or they'd have found it. When they saw the filing cabinet was empty, they tore up the whole place. All right, all right, go on. Now, you say you went to Miss Lane's office. Yeah. Just what did you do there? Come on, try to remember everything. I remember. I snitched a big envelope out of her desk and went in a closet where she told me I could hang my coat. I put the letters in the envelope and slipped it under my coat. Is it possible that you might have dropped one of the letters in Miss Lane's closet, Chickie, when you were putting them in the envelope? Yeah, how about that, Chickie? Think one of them could have dropped out when you were shoving the batch of them into your coat? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. You gotta make sure. Well, how can I? Only one way, stupid. Go back to the planet and take a gander in that closet. Oh, look, Al, I can't... Go, go on, do like I say. Or I'll turn you over to the cops. Okay. I'll go right now. Well, this is Chicky. Well? Listen, I'm calling from the planet. Yeah. I found the letter. Swell. It was in the closet where I must have dropped it. Okay. Hustle it over to Higgins' house. Fast. Yeah, I'm leaving, leaving right now. Oh, no, you're not. Miss Lane. I heard your conversation, Mary. Stay away from me, Miss Lane. I'm wise to you now, you... You two-faced little thief. I warn you, Miss Lane. You let me completely fool. Stand but... where you are and let me pass. Oh, so help me. I'll let you have it. Housed and ready to spring... Mary Hennig wraps her hand around a heavy paperweight and glowers menacingly at Lois Lane, who, shocked at suddenly learning that her protege is a thieving juvenile delinquent, stands rooted to the floor, her eyes blazing with justifiable anger. Will Chickie make good her threat? We'll know in a moment when we return for the exciting climax of today's episode. So stand by. Say, gang, you know something that'll make you want to put on speed while you're getting ready for breakfast? It's Kellogg's Pep. Yes, sir. If you know there's a bowl of Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal, waiting for you, you're likely to show up at breakfast on the double quick. 
Because who can resist that keen sunshine flavor? Who can put off sampling that crisp, mouth-watering tenderness? Who can delay when Kellogg's Pep is such a smooth treat? And who wants to resist Pep? Because Pep is good for you, too. Sure, gives you loads of solid whole wheat nourishment plus. So you're on the Sunbeam Gang if you pitch right in and finish off every tender flake in your bowl. That's especially important nowadays, you know. It's not a good idea to waste cereal. Because the cereal grains, like the whole wheat and Kellogg's Pep, have been picked out to give that swell grain nourishment to fellas and girls all over the world. Keep that in mind when Mom brings Kellogg's Pep home from the grocers. Make sure there's no waste at your house. If you pour your own Pep, take it easy. Pour it carefully and eat up every bit you pour out. Tip off the rest of your family, too. Get the right habit, gang. Eat all your Pep. Don't waste it. Trapped by Lois Lane in the Daily Planet's deserted editorial offices, Mary Hennick, desperate, menaces the girl reporter with a heavy paperweight. You better let me out of here, Miss Lane. Oh, no. Not since I know now that Clark was right. It was you who tipped off Al Vincent about the raid and then stole the Higgins letters, wasn't it? You can't prove nothing like that. That letter in your hand, the one I heard you tell someone to come, you came back for, is all the proof we need. Now give it to me, Mary. Nothing doing. I said give it to me, you nasty little... Get away from me! Get... I'm oh. going to make you pay for pulling the wool over my eyes. Now, I, you... I warned you. I said I was going to let you have it. Oh... Mary Hennig looks down at the limp form of Lois Lane lying motionless on the floor where she had dropped. Swiftly, the young, tough, spent anger turns to horror, and she trembles like a leaf as it occurs to her that this time, as all who follow careers of crime inevitably do, she may have gone too far. This may be murder. What has happened to Lois Lane? And what will happen now to the planet's fight against the influences that lead to juvenile delinquency? Don't miss one moment of tomorrow's exciting episode, whatever you do. Tune in tomorrow and every day, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal. Say, gang, you know what fun it is to make your dog sit up and beg for something good to eat? Well, if you want to make sure your dog gets a good dinner that'll help keep him strong and husky, ask your mother to give him Kellogg's Grow Pup dog food. If you feed Grow Pup to your dog along with the scraps of meat and fat, he ought to get along just fine. That kind of eating will help give him strong bones and teeth and muscles. There's Grow Pup ribbon, Grow Pup meal, and Grow Pup pellets. Just see which your dog likes best and ask mother to feed it to him regularly. Remember, that's Kellogg's Grow Pup. And be sure to be with us tomorrow for the thrilling adventures of Superman. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>